Hello, my name is Natasha Wilson and I'm a leadership explorer, coach and consultant. I am intrigued and fascinated by human abilities to lead and create positive change. And I aim to capture wisdom and stories and to share our human experience and learn from each other. Today, I am delighted to welcome Yelena Alexic. So Yelena, you are the Chief Business Officer at PharmaNable and also the co-founder. PharmaNable is a biotech. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? PharmaNable is a drug discovery company uh, using AI and advanced medicinal chemistry uh, to create a new type of small molecules uh, that are more complex and three-dimensional. Uh, so our aim as a company is uh, to tackle previously undruggable diseases uh, using this new technology. So reaching and helping uh, potential patients that have not had any support. Absolutely. Um, I'm very passionate about the potential of biotechnology to reach patients and help improve their lives. Just so that we set the scene a little bit, do you want to explain how we met and where our conversations began? So we first met at Accelerate Cambridge, uh, which is uh, an accelerator that's part of the Judge Business School um, at the University of Cambridge. Um, I was a postdoc coming out of academia with the startup idea and uh, Natasha and I first met so when she was assigned as a mentor at Accelerate. Um, and it was a wonderful experience because coming out of academia, um, there are a lot of new skills to acquire uh, when switching to startups and entrepreneurship. Um, and it's very helpful to have these types of transition programs to learn this. Yes, I remember well. And also you had just, you just started Jenny Advisor at the time. Had you just started your, your first company? Yeah, that's right. It was actually, um, it was my third company, but it was the first one that I did full time and tried to scale. I had a couple of uh, part time sorts of businesses while I was doing my PhD in postdoc. <laughs> You know, I was kind of interested, um, I do work with and talk to a lot of, of postdocs, people who work in research and are thinking about their next steps, whether they want to stay in academia or whether they want to go into the enterprise route. And actually what encouraged you to take on this kind of mentorship or, or this um, enterprise program? What was your driver? Um, so when I, when I was doing my postdoc, um, I was researching a rare disease called Dubovitz syndrome. And I found that as a researcher working in a lab, I had access to a lot of advanced technologies. Uh, but when it came to patients uh, going through the healthcare system, uh, they didn't have access to these. Um, and the diagnosis time was very long. So the average diagnosis time for rare disease in the UK at the time was six years. Um, and I got very interested in, um, you know, how do we get the science out of the lab and how do we get it to patients? Um, and so I, I left academia and got into entrepreneurship because, um, doing things in a commercial area was uh, closer to delivering products that directly impact patients' lives. Yes, that impact of research straight into like, you know, uh, societal impact and, and, and the people factor is something that we all look, at, look forward to, to include. Um, so when you were part of this program and, and we're having this mentoring program, what did you think you, you got from it? What, what helped you um, and, and how it helped your business and your, your, your enterprise? I think mentoring is really valuable and I've had mentoring from different people at various different stages of my career um, and I think it's great to be able to talk to people who have experience in the things that you're trying to learn and trying to accomplish and it can really help you a lot and save you a lot of time uh, because when they share that experience they can, they can direct you um, and 
make sure that you're doing you're doing things as efficiently as you can and, and as well as you can. It's interesting because it, it kind of comes back a lot that idea of having the chance to also share your stories and what you want to do and, and getting that feedback you know from people who've experienced it before it makes a, a big difference. So um, I'm sure that in view of all the different things you've already done and the many organizations that you've created um, I'd like to hear about a challenge that you were faced with, um, and I'd really love to hear how you actually managed to get through this. Um, what did you learn through it, and maybe who helped you? Uh, it would be really helpful. There's a number of different challenges that come to mind, really. I mean, there's, you know, at, at every different stage of my career, there's been different things. Um, for example, while I was still in academia, um, I started off as a molecular biologist working in a lab and I found out halfway through my PhD that I, I hate lab work and I'm terrible at it um, and I actually ended up um, teaching myself to program and uh, retraining wow. as a computational biologist um, and doing what was what ended up being mostly a computational biology PhD um, and that was that was great actually because uh, I mean I, I started off with it was a big challenge I mean I, I almost quit my PhD at one point I came very close to quitting but um, Actually, I ended up um, acquiring skills in something that I was passionate about and that was more suited to me. Um, so, so I think one of the things I would say about challenges is um, if you're kind of stuck in a dead end, try and see how you can change the rules and try and see how you can go in a different direction. So, you know, don't, don't get too stuck kind of chasing the same goal. But if you, if you need to change something, kind of check in with yourself and uh, see, see what you need to change. Later on in entrepreneurship, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of challenges that you, um, you experience all the time. Uh, but one of my big challenges was, um, so Gene Advisor, which is a company that um, Natasha and I kind of met as part of, um, yes. ended up closing eventually. So we didn't, um, commercially, we, we didn't achieve the success that we were hoping to achieve. Um, and as the CEO, that was very challenging because yes. there's a lot of different shareholders um, that, um, and generally kind of people who have been involved in the journey in, in different ways and who put a lot of time and energy into it. Um, and personally, it's challenging because you need to kind of re-examine your, your life plan and ambitions in various ways. Um, but I think similarly, I mean, I, I came out of that and I had to kind of check in with myself and kind of ask myself why I'm doing things. And, you know, I, I finally came out of it and I was still passionate about helping patients, still wanted to make a difference that way. And that that one company wasn't the only way to do that. Um, so I ended up jumping into other biotechs who were working on promising technologies that help improve patients' lives. And that's kind of, I've, that's stayed my mission the entire time, even if the ways that I've been doing it have changed. So there's this big kind of learning, both during your PhD and as you were, you know, setting up this company and trying to understand whether there was a kind of like uh, a future for it. Um, and that, that big learning is about, you know, readapting or, or reassessing your goals and, and, and trying to kind of like learn new things along the way as well. And I remember, Jenny Advisor, I mean, there was a big decision at the end to still have a legacy and to pass on all this amazing work you did to the NHS. So there was something after that that was a, a, a strong legacy. Yeah, that's right. And we were very happy that, I mean, the company doesn't exist anymore, but the product was um, kind of passed on to the NHS and, and they carried on running it, which was a fantastic outcome for what we wanted to do, actually. Absolutely. It's another way to measure impact. Now, uh, I have a couple of questions for you. So, okay, okay, we are in 2020, at the end of 2020, and we've had uh, experimented this, this pandemic to this uh, interesting uh, time for all of us. Um, so, you know, I'd like to ask, 
Um, maybe what was the learning for you? You know, um, we've all experienced it slightly differently depending on how it's impacted our work and, uh, and, and, and potentially our lives. But is there anything that you'd like to share, you know, uh, with people about the learnings through this, this pandemic? It's been a kind of really interesting year because there's been so much adoption for everybody this year um, for various kind of external circumstances. I think on the one hand, it's the year where everybody's plans kind of inevitably fell through in one way or another. Um, and for me, it actually started even even before the pandemic. So I, um, I'm, a, I'm a competitive powerlifter um, and I was training for, um, at, for doing nationals in March um, wow. and I ended up getting injured in January. <laughs> oh, okay. That was like the first plan to fall through of a number of different plans that fell through this year. Um, and, and then the pandemic came and, you know, all of our kind of travel plans and uh, yes. various different plans just kind of didn't come through either. Um, but it's been amazing people's willingness to adapt um, and people's kind of creativity about how they meet challenges and how they do things differently has been something that's been really kind of inspiring for me this year. Um, and so, so I think it's been kind of very much a year of resilience for a lot of people as well. Um, so um, I think... It's difficult to, for me. It's difficult to let go of my plans. I like my plans. It's a bit of a year where I've, I've had to for various reasons, um, and I think it's kind of like again that process of kind of going back to going back to the drawing board and kind of seeing how how can I um, how can I still continue doing those things and uh, working on those things in these new circumstances. Um, with work, I've been lucky because we're um, we're a remotely based company. Um, I've been working from home for the last few years, um, so. In a way, for us, everybody kind of came over to our way of working, which has been great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're avant-garde. Ahead of our time. <laughs> but what I see, Elena, as well, is I think you have this drive and passion of knowing what you want to do and what, what you know, what is are you interested in and how you want to, to create this kind of like different world and it's specifically for patients, of course. Um, so, so this is really beautiful. Um, the other question I have is relating to your overall experience as an entrepreneur. So you're a woman scientist entrepreneur, which is kind of an amazing combination. But if you kind of look back at your overall experience, um, I would like to ask you to think about the advice you would give to your younger self who's just starting her PhD, for instance. You know, what would you say and, and the kind of wisdom you'd share to your younger self? Um, I think the, the main thing I would share is um, just do, do your best to find community wherever you are. Uh, because um, sometimes, I mean, I've, I've been in professions that have been largely male-dominated, kind of starting with, you know, computational biology. We had conferences that were entirely male speaker lineups. Yeah. And I hope that still doesn't happen, but I don't know. Um, and then also in entrepreneurship, I mean, often... Um, women are a minority still in entrepreneurship and also when you're pushing for investment um, there's, there's not a lot of kind of women investors either um, and that can be a bit intimidating for people I think mm -hmm. because you don't see people who are kind of relatable to you uh, but at the same time I feel like there's a lot of strength in kind of forming communities and supporting each other as well um, and I've definitely found I mean sometimes it's a challenge but other times also people will go out of their way to support you because they want to see they want to see more diversity, they want to see more, more women succeed. And I've loved being part of um, kind of women's entrepreneurship communities as well, such as Rising Wise, which Natasha and I are both part of as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of creating, you know, do, do, doing your best to do what you want to do and trying to create positive change when you can. So it's reaching out early on, isn't it? And creating those networks. And uh, we talk about ecosystems as well, which I think is really powerful, especially when you're a startup and, and setting up your, you know, your organizations. Um, so I think that's a really good uh, advice uh, and very wise, wise one. 
So uh, I have another question, which is, uh, let's just fast forward a little, okay? So um, I, I'm quite a fan of the World Economic Forum podcasts, and there was a, a recent one around the big resets, saying that actually the pandemic is allowing us to review how we work, how we live, um, and, and what the future that we would like to see. So my question to you, Yelena, is in view of all the things you've done and, and your vision, um, can you describe maybe what you think should change and maybe how you might want to impact or influence that change? A couple of things I'm really passionate about are um, inclusiveness and environmental issues. And actually, I think this year has been good for both of those things. Um, so in terms of inclusiveness, uh, I mean, with the flexible working practices and remote working practices, I think it has opened up a lot of jobs to people who might not otherwise be able to partake in them. And I'd really, I'd love to see more of a shift to this kind of remote, flexible working, um, being more accept more accepting of part-time jobs, job shares. I just feel like there's a lot of kind of society and a lot of people that don't really get the opportunity to express their full potential with very rigid working requirements. So one of the things I'd love to get out of this year is kind of a more flexible approach to work and kind of understanding how to, you know, get, get the best out of remote teams and out of diverse teams. I think that'd be really wonderful. Um, and then in terms of environmental issues, I mean, um, we've all been grounded this year. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but I, I think it's probably, it's probably being good for the environment. And I think in the future, I mean, I, I'd love to see some more industry practices shift towards more sustainable types of working that maybe don't require as much travel and as many resources. Um, and I, I think that'd be a great thing to get out of this year. Two very hot topics. Um, and yes, it would make such a difference to have this pool of talent. You know, there's the people who are there, but may not be able to have travel before or to have moved to a different place to get this, these jobs. And now we have access to this amazing talent. So that would be absolutely amazing. So we're coming to the end of our podcast. Um, but before we part company, do you have anything else, Yanela? Any other pearls of wisdom that you'd like to share with us today? Um, I think one of the things I wanted to share, particularly with um, people in academia who are um, kind of think, thinking about their careers and their next steps, um, is um, so first, there's life outside academia. I think it's really important to kind of keep saying that there's a lot of opportunities to use your science or use your academic backgrounds um, in different contexts where you could really make an impact, uh, which I think is great. Um, and also, the, um, you don't have to just choose one career. Like I wish somebody had told me that quite early yeah. on uh, because I've, I've switched careers quite a few times now and yeah. I think that's going to carry on happening. I'm not really expecting to have the same career for the rest of my life. And um, and I think for some people that that's, that's the value we bring. So some people go very kind of deep into topics, but other people go very kind of broad and love learning new things. And for me, I mean, I, I like the kind of breadth of experience that I bring to projects. Um, and that's something that I wish more people were encouraged to, to do as well. A big thanks to our guests today for a wonderful conversation on their leadership journey. To find out more about my podcast and my work, please check my website at cambridgeinsights.co.uk or you can always find me on LinkedIn and I'd be really happy to connect with you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>